Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan with Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this week's podcast. We pray for peace in our streets. We pray for the victims of the COVID-19 virus. We pray for the caregivers, the first responders. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today is June 4th, and it happens to be my birthday. So happy birthday to me. One of the things that I look forward to every year is a strawberry cream cake from Edgar's Bakery. And when I arrived uh, to uh, pick up my strawberry cream cake, uh, the bakery was closed. They changed the hours. They closed early. The good news is I found two bags of Grippo's barbecue potato chips. And so that's made my day. I'm going to delay Angels Part 3 to address the current situation in our U.S. cities. John 10 and 10a says that the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. In many cities, the peaceful marches to honor George Floyd are followed by violence. Satan is having a field day watching his minions wreak havoc across the nation. It's amazing how long the underlying hate between blacks and whites has lasted. The history books say that the Civil War ended on May 9, 1865. But from that day to the present day, I submit to you that the Cold Civil War continues. The Cold Civil War includes the failure of Reconstruction, Jim Crow laws, lynchings, the Ku Klux Klan, disparities in the prison population. 37% of the prison population are black males, while the total percentage of the U.S. population of black males is only 6%. In 2006, one in 14 black men were in prison, compared to one in 106 white men. Reminders of the Cold Civil War include inequality in jobs, pay, and housing. The Cold Civil War provides reminders of the past with Confederate memorials, schools named after Confederate Civil War heroes, and Confederate flags flown in public spaces. When you go to Germany, you will not find one statue of Adolf Hitler, yet in the U.S., we are forced to recall the losers of the Civil War. Now, the Cold Civil War has heated up again. Those who do not learn history are doomed to repeat it. The George Floyd riots are one of a long list of civil unrest in the United States. While most of these past events have been at the local level, national expressions of civil disobedience show that we are like the Yellowstone supervolcano, ready to explode with such force that nothing survives. We can't let that happen. Unlike Yellowstone, we can contain the damage right now, today. Calls for peace and unity must continue to be the rally cry. Psalm 122 and 6 says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. I want to substitute the United States for Jerusalem and pray for the peace of the United States. Verse 7 and 8 says, Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will say now, peace be within you. My Christian friends, today was less violent and more peaceful. Tomorrow, I expect more peace as more Christians pray. I believe there are more peace-loving people 
than violent people. In my prayer for peace, I prayed for rain. I prayed for a stationary front would come and just settle down and cool things off. I noticed that a tropical storm was developing over Mexico and will move north through the U.S. I'm not praying for floods. I'm just praying for things to cool down. Psalm 133 and 1 says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Friends, there could be no unity as long as one brother or sister is looking down on any human being. Recent events include a white woman who called the police on a black woman for sitting on a park bench. Both women lived in the neighborhood, but one has decided that the other did not belong. Black people are not exempt from their own prejudices towards white people and towards their own race. Black-on-black crime is an ongoing problem. Add to this, light-skinned blacks and dark-skinned blacks continue to oppose each other. As we work towards unity within these United States, we must all take a self-evaluation test to see if we are guilty of covert racism. Few of us would admit to holding racist views, yet our minds are shaped by the ideas we have been taught. If we have not been taught Psalm 133 and 1, we will not know that there can be unity. Disunity began in Genesis 11, as man was instructed to spread all over the earth by God after the flood, but he disobeyed. Listen to the narrative. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech, and it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. As I mentioned, God's purpose for man was to spread throughout the earth, but they settled in one place. Continuing with Genesis 11:3, But they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Here's where unity is misguided. God had told Noah and his sons in Genesis 9 and 1 to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. In Genesis 11 and 6, God gives mankind the ultimate compliment. It reads, And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they will begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. My friends, there it is. God tells us that as a unified people, we can accomplish anything. But man's rebellion, which was punished previously with the flood, would now be punished by confusing the language. Today we have over 7,000 languages in 197 countries. Each nation has their own agenda with multiple languages. Yet God said, we can accomplish anything. If we can accomplish anything, let's start with John 13, 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Folks, we have to set an example for the rest of the world to see. How we treat mankind, created by God in his likeness, is what really counts. Let's pray. Father, thank you for another birthday. You've allowed me to do and see wonderful things in this life. Allow me to see unity and peace. We pray for those who are grieving. We pray for peace across this land. We pray for those who do not know Jehovah Shalom and that they will seek my God of peace. In Jesus' name, amen. 
I plead with you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request and your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or call us at 678-693-2204. Be safe, be blessed, and have a great week.